remember an employee that I had at church one time who quit and he was very upset. And one of the things that he shared with his about his frustrations was the fact that I wasn't living up to the potential that he saw for me. And when he said this, I was kind of like, wait, what? <laughs> I was like, yeah. you're, you're, you're mad and quitting partially because I am not being what you thought I was going to be. His email Whatever. subject line to you was, are you still so dull? <laughs> right? <laughs> Welcome to episode 271 of Pub Theology Live, a weekly conversation on life and faith over a craft brew pint, a fine wine, or whatever happens to be in your glass. On today's episode, the Reverends Shannon Weston, Ogan Holder, and yours truly, Brian Burkoff, address and engage what's happening through a theological lens with a good brew in hand. And whether you're a longtime listener or you are new to the show, uh, that brew could be in your very own Pub Theology Life uh, pint glass, which you will get when you become a patron. Um, head over to patreon.com slash ptlive, and this is how you can support our show, keep the train on the tracks, um, get access to more conversation and banter that we have before and after the show and as a thank you while spies last we'll send you a pint glass so head over to patreon.com slash pt live and as always a big thank you to our current patrons i love how you're like we'll keep the train on the tracks so maybe if we got enough patrons we would put the train on the tracks to begin with there. <laughs> you know what you know what you gotta you gotta you gotta set your intentions Today we discuss imagination, silence, Diwali, and light. So we're going to need a drink to do that. What are we drinking today? Ogan, you are in a new place. What are you drinking? I'm in a new place. I am back in my homeland of Barbados. So therefore I am drinking the best rum in the world. It is uh, Mount Gay rum. Did you know Barbados was the birthplace of rum? It is. Wow. facts uh, and this distillery has been around since 1703 nice um so it's good stuff i made myself my own uh homemade rum punch i got me some orange juice some pineapple juice a splash of grenadine and more than a splash of rum and i started <laughs> as i was as i was you know making it and and taste testing along uh -huh. the way oh gotta get the right rum. mix exactly so yeah. so yeah, I pre I pre-gamed without knowing I was pre-gaming. <laughs> Brian, what are you drinking? Perfect. Well, I am back with the Rainbow Rodeo IPA, which we learned last time is a great bucking IPA. That's bucking with a B. That's bucking <laughs> with a B. Um, and I don't know for those of you on, I don't know if um Brian's breaking up for Ogan and I a little bit. So if he is for you too. We apologize. Hopefully we apologize but he is here audio. and he does have beer. He is here. Um, and uh, Ogan, while I do this, will you check the Facebook feed to see, because it might be better if he turns off his video. Yes, um, I will. I'll pull that up. Um, so, I, so I am cleaning out the beer fridge from, because it's time for some, I'm making room for the holiday beers, I'm making room for winter beers. And in the back of the beer fridge was some summer drinks. So I am not, um, I do not like to drink um, what's basically, you know, mildly flavored water, like Trulies or whatever else they are. But someone did have us try, and I did try the um, Simply Spiked Lemonades. And on a very hot summer day, like, they're delicious. They're not zero calorie or whatever the other ones are. Like they actually do have sugar in them and it's more like the calories of a beer, but that was in the back of our fridge. So this one's the watermelon flavor. 
So it is not summer like in our, um, today in Baltimore, but I, I was am, I was gonna say <laughs> I'm pretending. Let's there pretend. Were, make it, there were a lot of provisos to that beverages. A lot of disclaimers. Uh, listen, I so um, our friend Jason, who has been on the show a few times, um, likes to drink like you do, Brian, the flavored fizzy water, and. Um, we Brian or so when Jason comes to visit, I buy it for him. He leaves it in the house, and um, one of our kids started drinking it, and we were like, "We, you know, like this is you, this is a basic bitch drink. You understand that, right? Like this is what basic bitches drink." And uh, <laughs> then we, you know, we leaned in, and she was like, um, "You, you know, blame it on Jason." And Jason was like, "I would really like that on my headstone. Like, you know, you're a basic bitch, right?" kid blame it on jason you know like so anyway wow this is my caveat of like there is nothing basic about me this is delicious <laughs> there you go and to be clear we were talking about Lacroix, not bad alcohol options because that is not on my list i understand um <laughs> let, the, let the listener understand <laughs> i never i never got into those spiked waters those spiked drinks i just i just can't do them for, yeah i don't know I'm not a big fan either, but if there's no alcohol and it's a LaCroix, then it's just fine. So this yeah. is essentially I've... what spiked lemonade has done is they've taken their lemonade and put vodka in it. Like that's, mm -hmm. it's and a that, lemonade. And it's that's legit. Lemonade. I think that's legit. You can, that's, yeah. that's good. I mean, this is, you know, anyway, and, but they're convenient there, whatever. Yeah. There was a lot of caveat because, you know. I, I shouldn't have to give, I like, there is no fear of people in my life that know me that know that, you know, it's like, whatever. it's listen, if you, it's the ones that are like ahead, a LaCroix and raspberry flavored with some random alcohol that I'm just not interested in. But, right. Like not good. Not yeah. Good. But, a, a, you know, a spiked lemonade is feels to me like that's, that's okay. Yep. Sure. is. All right. Sorry. I'm having to parent while we do this. So please excuse me. On to today's topics. Well, it's a perfect segue to our opening question. <laughs> what is a simple thing that has made you happy lately? Not parenting. <laughs> I'm gonna say not not the children. <laughs> so I don't I don't know if that's a, if this counts as simple, but but just coming back home, coming back mm. to Barbados. I landed mm. I landed Sunday night. And for all the ongoing, you know, we got some family drama going on here and all the things and I'm basically broke, you know, and, and, uh, but, but there's something about coming home and being in a place where it's warm, but also being in the place where I grew up and, and the, the familiarity of it, you know, no matter where else I am in the world and how long I've been gone this still ultimately feels like home for me so um and you know i don't have that basic like uh nebulous anxiety in the back of my head when i'm in the states of like oh is is this today someone's gonna shoot up the grocery store that i'm at like yeah. <laughs> that doesn't that doesn't happen when i'm here so so it's yeah it's it's just a simple thing that puts me in a, in a just a much better happier love and life frame of mind um yeah just just come here so and so the, i think that's that's my thing and the mount gay rum is just the icing on the cake it i mean it's icing in the cake it's the flavor of the cake it's the you know. <laughs> is it rum icing and rum cake <laughs> exactly <laughs> all the things i am uh we have some mount gay in our house right now it is delicious nice um I uh, what is it? Brian? Do you have something? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Actually, I do have something, but you go ahead first. You go first. So, a simple thing uh, for me that uh, in the past week, I am rereading a book I've already read twice. It is a Stephen King novel, and the title of it is Eleven Twenty Two Sixty Three. Uh, which is obviously a date. I don't know that one. That's, I don't either. That's 
Not that I read Stephen King, but that's I believe the date that JFK was assassinated. Oh, hello. I can't tell if he disappears or. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'll, I'll start. Uh, Ryan, we lost you. We lost you. My so, favorite King series is uh, what is the one with the gunslinger? The Tower. Something about the Tower. I can't remember the name of it. I haven't read any. Like you're asking, Brian probably knows when he comes back. But um, but I love that one. And also there was one called Needful Things, which is not one of his most popular books, but it was like this weird, like um, what do you call it, uh, thrift shop or antique shop called Needful Things. So it was like antiques where people go in and they talk with a guy and he's like, well, what do you really need? And when they talk about the needs in their life, there's always like, I can make that happen, but there's a price you have to pay. And it was, it was, it was a real, like, um, not testimony, not diatribe, just a whole thing about human nature. Hmm. Um, and it's just like one of his, I think, most underrated books. What's the one with the tower and the gunslinger, Brian? You know this one? I'll have to look that up. I, I'm not sure I do know. It was just called The Tower. The Tower, The Watchtower, something like that. I know. But what were you saying was your book? So if, hopefully you can hear me. 11-22-63, the date JFK was shot. And it's a story about a teacher in 2011 who stumbles into a wormhole in the local diner that takes him back to 1958. And he decides if he could go back and change one thing in history that could make the world better, it would mm. be to prevent the assassination of the of President Kennedy. Interesting. So it's it's super interesting. I it's my third time reading it, but it just like it's a book that's so well written and it's such an engaging story that it just makes me happy to be reading it. So it's like comfort food. Mm. So my, so I, I'm reading a book about our focus, um, about focus and what the, all the, the way that the world is worked to distract us. And um, as I've been reading it, I have been reminded, it is not a new learning, but it is a reminding learning of um, just how good it is for me to put my phone down on a regular basis. Um, and I do like some embroidery, like I just, whatever. It's not fancy, but I've started like, so I ordered myself an embroidery kit and I've been doing that. Um, I mean, honestly, while I watch TV, but instead of being on my phone, um, and it is really like made me happy. Like it just, it, it feels productive. Like you create something it's, um, creative, but I don't have to make decisions cause it's a pattern that's done for me, which is really great. <laughs> like, so it's, it's not completely mindless, but it uses the creative side of my brain in a good way. And that has just really made me happy lately. Um, yeah, I've, I've, I'm reading a good book, but I'm, I've been having trouble focusing on books lately. I, I'm hoping on vacation next week, I'll be able to read a good book. Yeah, but I hear you. I mean, I love that. Like, it's like something you can do. It's, it's like soothing to like mind and body, isn't it? Like you're just, I'm just going to do this thing. Yeah. Like I'm, yeah, it's, and it, like I said, it's really, um, they tell, like, I, I really enjoy it. <laughs> so I've, I've started looking up. So anyway, if those that listened also do embroidery kits and you have some suggestions, cause like I'm having trouble finding fun ones. So I think anyway. our listeners are really curious what your embroidery looks like after a couple of spiked lemonades. Um, well, I certainly drink while I watch TV. Like, would you like to see it? It's right outside my office door. Um, <laughs> nice. It's a scene with flowers and it says, you're awesome. Oh. Keep that shit up. That's what it says. Boom. <laughs> nice. Boom. Nice, nice, nice. So I think I'm going to, I'm you know, some Christmas gifts are coming. <laughs> see, oh, that, speaking okay. of tombstones <laughs> and epitaphs, Shannon, here lies Shannon. She was awesome. She kept that shit up. I kept that shit up. <laughs> kept, kept that, kept that yeah. shit up. Um, oh, so I looked it up. By the way, it was the it was the Dark Tower series, mm. and and what happened? He started and he wrote the series, except for the last book, like decades ago, 
And then there was a decades long break. And then he came back just a few years ago and wrote the final installment. And it was thoroughly disappointing. Ah, of course, too much build yeah. up. Too much, too much build up, too much anticipation. Uh, they made him a, a, a poorly, a poor movie adaptation. Sure. In like uh, with Idris Elba and um, yeah. uh, a little while back, it wasn't great. But oh, I, I did, do remember. I saw I saw an interview with him about it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but all right, that's all I want to share. Well, if you like, you know, sort of his like historical fiction where it's like mm-hmm. something is different you know like i this one i highly recommend speaking speaking of which if you want a tv show that is along those lines the lazarus project oh yeah what's this when one? i was when when i was flying back uh from i had to fly from london to get here and uh by the way british airways like uh my hat's off to you like if you want a good if you want a good in-flight experience British Airways it was a pain in the ass sorting things out to get here but when once you got on the plane it was it was really good the highlight the highlight two highlights entertainment choices and also they were like at some point we'll serve you a snack you know what the snack was like a, a a little container of like vanilla ice cream like and it was really good ice cream and really and it was well frozen and it was oh my god it was delicious but anyways so Lazarus project is this group uh who figured out a way to turn back time so what they do is when there is some global catastrophe that happens it's wiping out half of humanity they turn the clock back and you know enact some things war leaders to to stave it off and there uh there's some weird there are people who can naturally detect when the time has been reversed and some people need to have a serum in order to remember what happens because when time gets reversed the average person doesn't realize it's happened they're just living their life as usual but but lots of layers uh good cast. What platform i don't know because it okay. was just it was it was a streaming on on the oh airlines. you watched this on the plane on the plane yes yes yes, ah, right, yes. Right, right. i'm you. not sure what platform it's on all right well by the way up, thank but... you for the recommendation of extrapolations last week i have oh, my God, so good, right i've watched all eight episodes since yeah. we last met what we watched it in like one sitting like yeah. no joke we were like we could not stop watching yeah it. we we've yeah we've oh my god i haven't finished i haven't finished them all what? how do it's you watch so them it's good, but it's also super depressing. It yeah, is. but you got to just like keep going. <laughs> well, morning show ended, so I had needed oh something. Oh, there's that. Yeah. A lot of these series ended like the last few days I had to travel. So I got to caught up. I got to catch up on morning show. I yeah, but the catch actor up. strike is over. So there's that. I got to catch up on the last episode of Loki. Uh, yeah, I got to catch up on extrapolations. Can't we watched watch all of Loki on Saturday. We waited till it was done, and then we watched the whole. Oh. Thing. By the okay. way, for those keeping score at home, I think we've already hit Ogan's limit of TV and movie references for the episode. <laughs> exactly. You know I what? was going to tell yeah. you that Discovery, uh, which is part of the Disney Plus stuff, uh-huh. does have a new thing on JFK. Mm. Um, so nice. Anyway. Nice. But I was so I was be- avoiding it, not wanting to go down this road. But yeah, Ogan yeah, yeah. went there anyway, so here we are. Here we and are. you know what? If I <laughs> if I didn't do that last time with extrapolations, y'all would have known. So you're welcome. I yeah. watched it, but yes, Brian <laughs> didn't want to. You're so right. We are at, you know, we're at your disposal. At your, there you, you know, I'll, I'll I'll wheel it. I'll wheel it back. I'll wheel it back. <laughs> All right. So we have a quote on imagination from Ursula. Le Guin, Le Guin, who writes, I think the imagination is the single most powerful tool humankind possesses. It beats the opposable thumb. So do you agree imagination is the single most powerful tool we possess as human beings and share something you've imagined that does not exist in the world? So, you know, it's, it's, What's funny about this quote is that Joy, my daughter and I, got in a, a huge debate about this opposable thumb thing. So, so the, the debate was, <laughs> if you had a choice, if you had a choice, 
which would you prefer to lose? One whole arm or your thumbs? Oh my gosh. Right? And, and next week's opening question. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's big. Right? Right? And I was like, oh, I'd rather lose an arm. And she's like, really? I was like, yeah, because you walk, I said, strap your thumb down and walk around for a week and see how well you do. Yeah, you try hitchhiking without a thumb. <laughs> hitchhiking. I, you know, I could I could make that happen. <laughs> I could I could yeah, adapt. Logan's like, who's not kidding? <laughs> right. Pick me up. Pick but, me up. <laughs> but just generally, like the thumb, like we don't think about our thumbs because we just naturally lose use them. But I mean, oh my god, thumbs. Thumbs are really indisposable. I mean, you could never give a high five, be like a high four. Oh, my God. Be rough. Anyways. Try holding that beverage with with no thumb. That's Right? Exactly. Like, I can't even pick up my pint glass. (laughs) Well, I'd have to do like. I'm about to drop it. So I do have a dear friend who has lost. Two hands. Who has lost an arm. And so like, but even like he. (laughs) To hold it, to hold the glass with his hook, like he needs a glass, like you have, Ogan, right? To like, yes, um, with a base. Because even yes. so, it's not as like, yes, I I understand what you're saying, but it's also even when you have one, he also in his accident that he lost his arm, he badly burned his um, right. It's actually his right hand. He lost his left yeah. arm, um, so he can't grip with that hand either. Wow. Right, that's awful. So there's multiple problems, but. No, you know. Joy Joy chose Joy would rather not lose an arm because as a dancer, she said, this will throw off all my balance. Right. No doubt. Can't no do. doubt. Yeah. So no doubt. I do that. But yes, I agree with the imagination as the most powerful tool because to bring us back on track, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> uh I took us I took us off and I'm gonna bring us back. <laughs> he did say he pre-gamed. He really did. He he, he warned did, us. I did, <laughs> I did pre-game. He um, has ascended Mount Gay. <laughs> there you go. I've ascended and transcended imagination. Everything, everything that we use and in, in the world today that we imbibe, everything started as a point of imagination in someone's mind, right? right? So, so I think yes, it it is a powerful. I would say catalyst. I don't know. I'd go with tool um, because mm. it's it's the spark that gets things going. Some people then you got to decide if you want to bring this into fruition, and then some things that we imagine that we try to bring to fruition don't happen. Um, some or even the things... ability, you know, play is not the same thing as imagination, but we certainly right. use our imagination to play, et cetera, et cetera. Exactly. You know, and, and I, listen, that? I don't like. What'd you say, Brian? Well, I was just gonna say a quote to back up Ogan's point from William Blake, uh, the poet. What is now proved was once only imagined. Yes. 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 That takes you a second. That quote takes you a second to look. Wait, what? Wait, what? (laughs) Oh, as you were, Shannon. Listen, I don't like when I my aversion to this is not a disagreement with what she is saying. It is. I don't like it when we're like, it's the single most I, like, I hear come on. You. I like, hear you. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Just stop. So um, who was it? Oh, wait a minute. But actually, if there wasn't for imagination, I mean, would we have made it out of the cave? Or would we still be like... I- I just don't use like it's the it's the single most like as if everything else were to go away and all we had was this. Listen, I think it's important. Or but... as if it's a contest that can even be figured out. Exactly. Um, there was a theologian. He's Irish. He used to be connected with Rob Bell. His name was Peter something. Peter Rollins. Peter Rollins. Yeah. And Peter Rollins used to go around talking about how like we we used phrases like this all the time and it's ridiculous right that like like um and he he uses it for americans you know it's like world's greatest pizza and he walks in and he's he's like it's his favorite thing to walk into like in new york and world's greatest pizza and be like congratulations you did it you have the world's greatest you know and whatever um but we we just have these we absurd hyperboles that my we, only defense know, of her is that she begins it with i think the imagination is the sin if she only said the imagination right. is the single most powerful tool 
I would I still agree with you, but it's saved a little by her saying I, mean, I personally think. Listen, we're parsing because I'm in a weird mood today, but like, you know. <laughs> we are parsing. <laughs> like my best friend called right before we got on and she was like, um, I hope they're ready for you today. And I was like, oh, I'm boy. just not, you know. There. I was like, You're no, like it'll if, be fine. If, if we hear from some person named Ursula, I'm done. Right. <laughs> Listen, I think imagine. So one of the reasons why, like as a self-employed person, one of the reasons why I'm taking vacation next week is to allow myself to rest, to be like, imagine, like I need, you need space, right? You need yeah. time. You need like, even though my calendar, like this week, my calendar isn't full. I'm still work. Like I did all this administrative stuff today, which yeah. is partly why I'm in a bad mood. You know, like I, there's just this kind of, to me, this links to the imagination. Cause it's not that I don't use my imagination in my work. I certainly do, but imagination to me also, like we need the, we need free time yeah. to just let, let everything percolate and swirl and well, that leads right to our next quote. Why don't you read that for us, Shannon? Albert Einstein once said, I think 99 times and find nothing. I stopped thinking, swim in silence, and the truth comes to me. Have you ever experienced this? What accounts for it? I mean, you just nailed it, right? Like that if Which you're I, go, go, I have go. not read these questions because that's, you know. <laughs> I mean, he. I think he was quoting you right there. So every book that I've travel. ever read yes. on creativity, everything I know about creativity is when we stop thinking, thinking is important. Don't get me wrong. But right. But when we let go, it it's better, you know, yeah. which oh, is I think why not only is it better, it's the single best thing we can do. Ever. It is the most powerful tool <laughs> humankind possesses. Nice. <laughs> No, but I, I think imagination, you know. stop thinking, and naps. Because Einstein used to nap a lot as well oh, for this very well, reason. So naps. Oh, absolutely. Well. Yeah. But so I would say there's a like it's not like your imagination means you stop thinking. Like there's it's not that it's no. Maybe it's more like you stop concentrating on one thing. You know, well, maybe there's something. And there, it's like but. you said if we're so sort of schedule driven and on task and in this sort of do and go mode, like we're not at our creative self or the imagination doesn't have space because we're kind of locked in, right? We know what we have to do. We can sort of work it through whatever. But when we step away, whether that's vacation, going for a long walk, uh, whatever, suddenly like things can fall into place and the thing that we maybe were butting our head against the wall when we let it go and we're not even thinking about it suddenly something clicks and it's like oh there it is you i wasn't even thinking about it but here it is now i get it so part oh, of I the think, beauty i'm sorry oh, okay. oh i was gonna say it's i think it's a matter of focus i think when we when we're thinking about a solution to a problem we tend to hyper focus Mm-hmm. And we don't, and we don't see the connections. We don't see the big picture connections that allow a solution to take place. And I think when we step back from that focused thinking, um, those we, we're able to see the bigger picture um, and see things that we wouldn't have thought about because they weren't directly related to the solution um, we're, we're we're searching for. So, so I think I think yes, this is the, the so stepping back. The book I'm reading, Stolen Focus by Johan Hari, who I'm a huge fan of um, his work. Um, But that's, it's the key there is to step back from the thing that we're focusing on and to not focus on something else, to not just move from one thing to focus to the other thing to focus. Like that's the way our world is, which is if you stop focusing on one thing, there's something else to focus on. And we need to we need in order to focus we need time away from all of it but the other yeah. side of this is when we hit a level of mastery we fo- like we think differently so like you just said ogan when you're learning something or when you're trying to solve a problem you're you're concentrating on it and you're thinking through it but when we hit a level of mastery and we don't have to do a lot of that upstart 
we are mm-hmm. more that's that's kind of what makes you the master level at it is right. the thoughts just kind of pull because you're you're at this higher level of of thinking um which anyway i just find so fascinating i find all of this very fascinating yeah and let's let's talk about mastery a few weeks ago what was that called um the rise by sarah lewis who is a harvard yes oh my god i love that book there it is love that book write it down i don't have a cover on it because i wore it out but it's that navy one right oh it's that of course yeah that that's a (laughs) that's a great book um Let's also give a shout out to capitalism that tells us if yes. we're not focusing on one thing, we have to do another thing because heaven forbid we just sit and do nothing for a while. How mm-hmm. dare we? So Johan Hari is a journalist who has written three books, one on addiction, one on depression, and this one on focus, on, on our inability to focus. And really what they are, are there three books that are commentaries on capitalism? Mm-hmm. Give me like the, that's how really do you spell what they that? are. Johan Johan J O H A N H A R I Hari. So like so like the, the last the last few weeks, last couple of months. Yeah, last few weeks, about a month. Um, I started I started a Substack. It's called Necessary Trouble. Please go subscribe. Um, but I got myself back in the practice of sitting down and writing old first, for new apps for, for first every morning. <laughs> it's a newsletter. You can get it straight in your inbox. It's a oh, it's a newsletter. You're fine. Um, I am, so I'm like, let me get back in this routine of writing every morning, first thing. So whether mm-hmm. it's 1600 words or 16 lines, I am writing every morning. I get here to Barbados and unfortunately I decide I'm going to go right on the patio in the morning. I've basically been here like three days. I might've written three lines this whole time. Why? Because I sit on the patio and it's like, the sun's rising, the 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 all the all the greenery out there, the, the chickens and roosters are running around. It's not that I am distracted, it's about there yes. is so much life and beauty happening that I'm taking the time to pause. Yeah. And in that pause, what ends up getting generated is great ideas for the next things I'm gonna write. So in this short space of time, I've doubled the list, the, the, the list of here's a, here's the articles I'm going to write about. Here's the topics I'm going to write about. In the last three days, that list is doubled simply by sitting and looking. And at the same time, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, now I actually have to set aside time to get the writing done because <laughs> no, one, no one wants a list of what I'm going to write. They, they want the write-ins. So the, <laughs> nice one. Brian in the chat, the ideas have come home to roost. Yes, they have. Yes, they have. Um, Nothing so like some chickens uh, to nece- get the energy going. Exactly. Exactly. So that's necessary trouble uh, on Substack. Go, go, go check it out. Go check it out. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So to the earlier question, is there something you've imagined that doesn't exist in the world? So this is this is gonna be so this is gonna be weird, but yeah, I always well, imagine weird. Yes, I've always imagined that there is competitions around like the everyday things we do, like around the house. Like, you know, I, I would I would love there to be a competition around um like I don't know, washing the dishes or like, you know, just something simple like that. Cause, cause we do these things every day. It is so mundane for a lot of us. Like some of us have become really good at, at some I love of these that this things. This is your wildest imagination here. Ogan. No, th- this is not the wildest. I'm simply saying this is the thing. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is because a friend just two days ago sent me, sent me a reel on Instagram somewhere. I think it's in Japan. There's actually a bed making competition. And I'm just like, wait, why is this a thing? And how can I enter? Because I'm really good at making the bed. Like, can I can I get into this? But so yeah, so that was the thing that I was imagining. And then it, it turned out to be real. Turned out it's already there. You're just in the it's wrong already country. there. Exactly. Exactly. So when I finally east. get to Japan, 
I when I finally get to Japan in my nomad travels, I will investigate how to enter this bed making competition or you know start it start it here. Who knows? Who knows? We make our bed every day. Wouldn't it be great to compete and win some money for making your bed? <laughs> wow. No, because I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Here I thought it was his solve climate change machine or time travel. Just how to make the bed faster than anyone else and better. And better and get paid for it. Listen, listen. There are like grocery shopping competitions and stuff, you know. There are. Yes. Yes. Which is weird. Wow. Oh, what was the one? A supermarket suite. Remember that one? Does that still exist? No, that's the thing. But oh, like, okay. Food Channel does something stupid, you know. I'm sure. So I I'm once sure. imagined that I wish there was a tournament for people who are really good at Tetris on the original Nintendo, and then I found there and are now there still is. today competition world championships for Tetris, and you can watch them on YouTube. And I watched one of these and realized I suck and would get embarrassed at this world championship of tetris <laughs> nice well uh, that's like whenever they you know average people are like i could play a quarter of football like no you can't you know like, right right yeah. exactly exactly the problem with there's this there's that new movie based on the true story but like the new movie where they um made a competition of the video that like the formula one video game or whatever. Oh, grand, grand Turismo. I just watched that. Yes. Yeah. Like the problem with that is like, now my kids are like, see, I can like video playing video games do pay off. And I'm like, you I really do have a make- skill. Yeah. Like, like you really had to make a movie about that. Really? Like one person in the world made a career out of this. Come on, man. <laughs> wow. So it, it, I mean, it wasn't just one person, but the the odds of succeeding is like so slim. And even just even just now, you know, we we exist in a world where esports is a thing. Mm-hmm. Like I got a I got a friend who's a high school teacher, and they started an esports club. And apparently, the kids are really good, and now they're going competitive. And you have these leagues and all that sort of thing. So yes, one can make a living as a professional video game player. But the odds of you making a living as a professional video game player. Are slim to none. <laughs> it's so, right. and not because, and not because it's too specialized a niche. It's because there's so many people doing it now, mm-hmm. right? That you yep. got to be so good, and yeah, there's not a lot of people who are so good at that that they beat everybody else in the world. Um, but you know, there are other there are other research and recorded benefits for video game playing so yeah i mean the only ones i could compete at are like oh there's no atari 2600 or nintendo 64 tournaments anymore dang it not anymore not anymore (laughs) oh man time travel all right (sighs) shifting gears Notably in the Gospels, there are several times where Jesus admonishes his disciples saying, are you still so dull? What do you imagine would prompt Jesus to say that to his followers today? Our inability to do anything new or exciting? (laughs) Not using our imagination? Right. I think Jesus would say, are you still scrolling? (laughs) You know? I you know I I love this word dull um like I love the like lackluster like why are you because it's not like why are you not extraordinary but like why are you know I I think Jesus I think Jesus was being a little judgy if you ask me right these these are simple fishermen simple farmers simple tax collectors they're doing their things and jesus is like giving them a hard time for just jesus existing as they are he's got I don't his think that he was calling them in, dull for being Hebrew fishermen i think he was calling them dull cuz they couldn't you know move beyond the status quo kind of deal i mean when you're the son of god everybody is dull by comparison right yeah jesus is like i am the word of god incarnate how come you don't know your bibles as well as i do 
mean, just saying. All right, I see where this is going. You're turning on Jesus real fast. I get it. Listen, listen, we all we all want to try to save Jesus, but Jesus had some moments that were clearly like the humanity took over and was driving the car. Here's the deal, right? Like the the best wisdom is if you're the smartest person in every room, you're in the wrong rooms, right? Yes. But like, where was Jesus supposed to go? Well, he is exactly. to heaven. <laughs> he, he did get out of there eventually. The only yeah. place three smarter years, than him. Three years, three years. And he's like, I can't do it. Can't do it anymore. I'm out. <laughs> he was like, I'm beating everyone at these Tetris competitions. God, you're next up. <laughs> Isn't someone, can't, can't you give me someone who's as good as I am? Yeah. But I, I think the thing for me that gives me a little bit of um, compassion toward ourselves, like if Jesus' disciples who lived in the same time period, who spoke the same original language, the same cultural, political, everything context, didn't always get Jesus, like it's okay if we don't always get Jesus 2,000 years later where we don't have any of those advantages, right? Well, I think we're going to get him less because we're not in that context, to your point. Yeah. We're so far removed. Like, we are the most, right? Like, our society in, like, we are the most removed, not just because of time, but technology, culture. We are the most removed from where Jesus has ever, ever, you know, like, there's no comparison. There's no question. So we have permission to not always get it. I think we have, I think we've always had permission to not get it. I think the disciples had permission to not get it. I think Jesus was like, you know. I don't think they had permission. Jesus was coming down on them. I think Jesus was. Are you so dull? Paul. Seriously. He's like, are you so dull? Oh, you have little faith. You know, get thee behind me. Like, but in fairness, those were said like, okay, (laughs) Jesus freaking walks on water. Like Peter to walk on water. Peter gets scared, sinks. Jesus walks on water. And then they go to the loaves and fishes. And he's and they're like, You we can't feed these people. And I'm like, the dude just walked on water. Like, of course he's like, Why are you so dull? Like, why are you so dense? Why are you so dim-witted? Like, I just freaking walked on water. You don't think I can feed a few thousand people? Anyway. Yeah. Come on, man. You dopes. They didn't they didn't have the imagination that he had. They didn't but have then the again, space, Ogan. They didn't he, rest when he rested. You gotta sleep when the baby sleeps. This is true. He did he did bug out a lot to read. But also, I'm wondering if this is also in our day and age a little bit of a of a dig around contentment. Like when we when we say dull in this day and age. There's this element of of turning your nose up at the simplest. People live in a simple life, a content life. Uh, you know, not not striving to be you know social media famous, make a billion dollars. Like I, I, I think, and I blame capitalism a little bit for this as well. But this idea of sometimes less, less is more. I remember I was talking to somebody about this just recently. I remember an employee that I had um, at church one time who quit and he was very upset, you know, during his quitting and it was raging and doing all sorts of stuff. Um, and one of the things that he shared with his, about his frustrations was the fact that I wasn't living up to the potential that he saw for me. And and when he said this, I was kind of like, wait, what? Wait, what? <laughs> I was like, yeah. you're 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 mad and quitting partially because I am not being what you thought I was gonna be in terms of, you know, his email whatever. subject line to you was, "Are you still so dull?" <laughs> right. <laughs> and I said to him, and I said to him, "Did it ever occur to you that I'm actually happy where I'm at?" Like I'm happy not striving. I'm happy not trying to be something more other than I am not, that I am content. Aren't you like, an Enneagram three, Ogan? Like ramp it uh, up already. Exactly. No, I'm a nine. I know. I hear you. Like no, Ogan, I'm, achiever? No. I mean, I hear you. Uh, uh, no, no. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't strive for achievement. I, I accidentally trip and fall into it. Um, 
but but I think this is this is this is the space we've got ourselves into where suddenly it's a bad thing to want simplicity and contentment and and not this constant drive for more and more and more or the constant back to the imagination question to come up with a great idea. Oh, we got to make this happen. We got to monetize this. Right. We got to, we got to, got to like, we got to have the app. We got to have the logo. We got to have the the email list. Right. It's okay. If you do, it's also very okay. If you don't. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. I I think that's a fair uh, framing of the word dull or ways it can be used. I think in, I read the way Jesus is using it is, you're not understanding what I'm trying to say. And I think right. all of us, it's easy for us to look at other Christians and be like, they're not really tracking with Jesus. And I think sometimes that's fair. And it's sometimes the fact that, well, we all kind of have our view on what we think Jesus was trying to say. And we tend to think we're more right than others. But we are. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I do wonder. I mean, I'm going to, I don't know. I'm going to disagree a little because there's no way of knowing. So it's really not even disagreeing. I'm just going to say something different, which is just, just like, I is, why are you so dull? Like, it does it go back to a lack of imagination, right? Like, does it go mm-hmm. back to, you know, stop being sheep, like stop being like, take, you have more control in your life than you realize you do. Things don't have to be the way that they always were. Like, yeah. I, I I wonder if it's, you know, that aspect as well. Absolutely. I, th- I think so, because I would, I would imagine, and I think we really see this in the Gospels, Jesus showing up, saying the things that he's saying, and everybody going like, what is this dude talking about? Right. Right. So... So absolutely dull from that perspective of get outside of the box. That's always been, you can think bigger than this. You can think more than this. So I can see it from that perspective, that sense of, of being stuck, that sense of um, sometimes hopelessness and despair that take over people because there's that either not imagining past what you've always been told or the, I might imagine it, but, you know, not one to contradict myself. I'm not acting on it. Right. As well. Yeah. And I think one for me that I tend to come to on this is when people, especially in in the United States, are super big advocates for the military and war and things like that and want to do it in Jesus name. And that drives me crazy because I'm like, aren't we reading the same gospels? Don't we understand? Turn the other cheek, love your enemies, put away your sword. Those who live by the sword die. Like, is it really that confusing what he was advocating for? Right. Well, I mean, he did have that temple moment and he did say, yes, but I that's came. not, that's not weapons. That's not war. That's not harming people. I mean, you read the gospel of John, he did fashion a whip and beat people so there was some weapon i know you i know you love that you can't you can't you can't take john as you can't can't take take john John as gospel ogan that's ridiculous if if john's your baseline like come on yeah yeah we have bigger Uh, problems here not not a true gospel outlier outlier all right all right we got a few minutes left um gospel wannabe john there you go there you go So this past Sunday was Diwali, the Hindu festival of lights, which symbolizes the spiritual victory of light over darkness, good over evil, and knowledge over ignorance. Celebration will often last, you know, five or six days. People will light up their homes, temples, and workplaces with oil lamps, candles, and lanterns. There's feasting. Um, So I guess the question is, what light would you like to see emerge in the world and what knowledge in place of ignorance both things celebrated in diwali mm. so the the thing that really comes up for me you know especially in light of what's happening in gaza right now is nothing is ever solved by us killing each other mm. and i think on some level we know that but we still do it and 
yeah, I can't. That's the one I, I struggle with. Um, like I recently just posted a meme around like on average since since um, this all unfolded and Israel is retaliating or responding to to Hamas's initial invasion into Israel, on average, a thousand children are being killed a week in in Gaza. On again, on average, a thousand children are being killed a week. Oh. And I'm like, I don't see how this is getting anything done or getting anyone a- a- anywhere. I-, I I just I just I just can't. So so that's that's what I would like to see. We as human beings have for millennia just been killing each other. And and what we say is, oh, but because we killed each other, we were able to, you know, gain territory or gain land or end a war, you know, because we dropped we dropped the bomb and uh, in Hiroshima and Nagasaki and, and hundreds of thousands of people were killed or tens of thousands. Like because of that, we it was it was for a greater good and brought a close to an even greater atrocity. And I am still struggling with that. I can't see. Um, it, it just feels very ignorant to think that this is still a thing we have to do. Yeah, I saw I saw Calvin and Hobbes cartoon that someone posted the other day. Uh, it's about four panels. And in the first panel, uh, he's going up to his dad and says, Dad, why do soldiers in war think killing each other is going to make things better? And then there's two blank panels where the dad's like thinking, and then Calvin walks away saying, and adults think they know everything. Yeah. I posted that by the way. You're welcome. Um, there it is. There it is. There it is. Brian I'm sure I'm not the really only just Ogan. Really? I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure other people have, I wasn't the first, but yeah, I don't, I don't, that that's, that's really one of the biggest things that um, I don't say. Also, and attached to that, this idea of we need to that that it's twenty twenty three, and we still think acquisition of land and territory means something. So, looking at Russia invading Ukraine, looking at the you know over the decades of Israel building settlements in Palestinian territory, like it's. These things still, I don't understand how folks still believe that this is getting us somewhere or achieving something. Um, it's incredibly short-sighted. And yeah, so I, I wish, I wish, I wish that there was this sense of realization of awareness that this is not going to get us what we want, especially in the long term. It might in the short term, but all it's doing is creating more people who are opposed to you and we're going to be rinsing and repeating for, I don't know, how many decades and how many more lives is it going to going to take? Yes, this language of we need to eliminate Hamas while totally brutalizing, destroying, killing all these people. You think that's not recruiting more enemies every right. moment? Like, what and is wrong with you? And haven't we learned over what the last- with you? 30 years of that tactic. I mean, really like, yes, have no, have we, and and by the way, that, that tactic is way more than 30 years, but like we have seen it in Pakistan. We have seen it in the middle East over and over and over again. Right. Like this is what, anyway, this, this is what happened with ISIS. This is exactly what's going on. This is the pattern that we are repeating anyway. I don't, I don't understand why people don't see it. I, I, you know, the, the, it's such a good question. And like, I do get really jealous to be honest of, um, festivals that like symbolize these things in cultures that haven't been taken over by consumerism and capitalism. Right. Like it's, it's not that we don't have ideas like this in Christianity, but they are so taken over, um, like Advent, for instance, you know, with the the commercialization of Christmas, um, that I I just really 
I, I don't know, but I would love to spend a day, a week, some time in community thinking about this, which is honestly what we're supposed to be thinking about in Advent of like how to prepare for the coming of the light of the world. Like that is exactly what we're supposed to be doing. Um, and I, I, anyway, I just, I, I would like for us to, I think now is a very good time for us to actually spend some time thinking between Thanksgiving and a season of gratitude, if you want to call it that, to why, like, why the um, juxtapositions are good in life, how we prepare for good things in the world while acknowledging that the world is complicated. Like, all of this stuff is part of our festivities, but um, to have just a day set aside where it's not about opening presents and a Christmas tree and Santa, but to think about what light you would like to see emerge into the world? What a beautiful question, you know? Anyway, so I don't have a full answer. Like, I mean, I can, you know, obviously I want there to be world peace and I want there to be solutions to climate change and I want there to be people being a lot more kind to each other and for us to learn how to argue better. And like, but anyway, I just, I would like some more time and space to think about it. Yeah. But with, I think, with my community, to be honest, with I as think, a community. I think we, we're talking about the light emerging. The light's already here. All these things already exist, but they aren't profitable, right? They're not making us, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars in a day. They're like, and, and because our priorities have become around uh, popularity and recognition on like social media, around um, making profit, around yeah. hoarding and accuracy, because those have become our priorities. The lights that are already here is not getting its due because it doesn't provide all those things. It does provide sustainable living. It does provide connection and community. And those things aren't as valuable yet because or, or, you know, indig for indigenous communities, they were always the highest value. Right. But when we prioritize earning and money profit they lost and value profit and power exactly and those I, things don't get you the power those things don't bring you profit so until we until we shift our priorities from those things the light that's already here is not gonna be seen a lot but it's here no i mean and i would argue in this situation that um, the light we would like to see emerge in the world is not emerge as in enter the world, but emerge as in rise to the top of our priority list. Okay, right? gotcha, gotcha. I, yes, yes, I would yes. argue that that's yeah. what emerge means in this setting. Okay. I, yeah, and so- I may be those, wrong, but- Those not familiar with Diwali, as we said, it's a Hindu festival, but also celebrated by Sikhs, Jains, and Buddhists. And becoming more in a way like Christmas in that the holiday transcends religion and is now celebrated by many people outside those traditions. Wondering if either of you have ever had the privilege of being invited to a Diwali celebration. I haven't. I will say um, our school systems get the day off, which I'm impressed with. That's cool. So, yeah. yeah. Now they... I mean, they use it as a professional development day for teachers, which obviously if you're a teacher that celebrates, you get off that day, you know, but um, I, I really, I, so no, I haven't, and it's a little bit different, but I do celebrate the fact that we're using um, the time off from schools for these purposes to not single out kids that may be quote unquote different from the majority of kids oh, in the school. Cool. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm loving the increasing recognition of other faiths, holy days or celebratory mm -hmm. days and not just making all about Christian days. Yep. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. I would love to go. I would, I, and I don't want to, certainly I don't want to be disrespectful of the, you know. Right. There's right. That. If you're invited. I think it's in. different of being invited to a celebration and just showing up at a celebration. That to me is the difference, you know. Yep. Agreed. Well, thank you, friends, for tuning into Pub Theology Live. You can show your love for the show by becoming a supporter on Patreon. Get access to pre and post show banter and more. Visit patreon.com slash pt live to get started. 
and a big thank you to our current patrons. Listen anytime on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. Our top cities this week are Anchorage, Alaska, Frankfurt, Germany, which I would argue that both um, the entire teams of the Chiefs and the Dolphins have been listening to our show, which is why Frankfurt, Germany got <laughs> so many listens. Yeah, which means T-Swift is tuning in. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, and Winter Garden, Florida. You can watch the videos of these conversations on Facebook Live. And if you'd like to start a puppyology gathering in your time, town, not your time, although multiple dimensions, Hello. Yeah. maybe in your yeah. time, find and support <laughs> resources um, at puppyology.com. Until next time, friends, drink responsibly and keep those conversations flowing. Okay, now I'm going to get my second drink. Ooh. And track my kid's phone. Hold on just Ooh, I would, but I've got a church event at 6 o'clock. I have nothing. You've got nothing? <laughs>